Today on Happy Hallmarkies, we talk about Christmas movies, and lots of them. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Yes. Ah, mm. Martina. Martina, sing to me. Let your heart Let's just play this out. Let's just let this take up three minutes let, of the show. Let Martina do her thing. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to After Buzz TV. Happy Hallmarkies. Thank you, Martina McBride, my favorite singer of all freaking time. I love her. Not just Christmas, just in general. I've seen her four times in my life. I've gone all the way to Chicago by myself just to see her. Just for Martina. She's amazing. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Happy Hallmarkies. I'm your host, Marissa Serafini. You can follow me everywhere on Twitter. All those fun social media platforms at Serafini TV. Joining me once again. Yes, I'm back for a countdown to Christmas. It's Stefan Lovegrove. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Dr. Lovegrove. And we're so cozy today we with are. the Martina. I'm in a sweater. We have Santa hats. So cozy for this Christmas before yes. Thanksgiving episode. If you guys haven't listened, I highly suggest Martina McBride like Christmas album. It is by far one of the best Christmas albums you'll ever listen to. Not because I'm biased, but because it's true. It's um, just true. It's the first Christmas movie, uh, movie <laughs> Christmas music album that I pull out every year. And listen to and it gets me into the Christmas spirit. I assume, obviously, we're watching these movies. I assume you're listening to Christmas music already. Of course. Of course. It's that time. It's been a lot of pentatonics last week, but yeah, Christmas well, music. And they all give around. us something new every year. Whether it's yes. a full new album or like a deluxe version, they give us something new to bring them back every year. Yeah. So and every so does Hallmark. Year. So does Hallmark. Hallmark mystery movies channels and just Hallmark in general. We have a lot of movies to cover because we had a special guest last week, Jordan Blast. Blackstone, thank you, Jordan, for joining us. Amazing insight and her wonderful photography and art and everything that she brings to the Hallmark community. So we're going to talk about... And she's in the chat. Yes, hi, Jordan. Those of you watching live. Hello, Jordan. So we're going to retroactively talk about uh, three movies from last week, because last week we also covered Engaging Father Christmas. So we're we're going to not talk about that one, because we already covered it. But we're going to talk about The Sweetest Christmas. Um, Enchanted Christmas and a song for Christmas. Let's and because we have a lot of movies to cover, we just got to dive into the snow here. We're gonna not traditionally go like really in depth, but well, let's talk about our favorite moments from these three films. Well, and since I wasn't here last week, I do want to say engaging Father Christmas was great. Yes. So I know that we've already discussed it on Happy Hallmarkies, but I just wanted to throw that in. Um, What was your favorite of the four? Um, uh, out of the four, I love Sweetest Christmas and, uh, um, and of course, Engaging Father Christmas. I will tell you, those are the two that I kept on my DVR. DVR. Because I knew I would want to watch The Sweetest Christmas again. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's start with Sweetest Christmas. What was your favorite moments, favorite lines of this particular one? Well, Lacey Chabert. Ironically, yeah. well, I love Lacey. Ironically, I loved the moment that we, not really spoil, but like that we had the Hallmark exclusive of last week. It yeah. ended up being a really sweet conversation. And given the whole setting of the movie, I ended up really liking that moment. Um, I also thought it was one of my favorite bonding with the child 
like mm-hmm. relationships and scenes in any of the Christmas movies so far. I loved the shopping. Um, it was just so cute. I, it was cute. I also I, like food, and it's centered around food in many ways. Gingerbread. And gingerbread. Gingerbread houses. Um, it was really gorgeous, the the things that, she, you know, Lacey, her, her character, was creating. Um, they looked delicious. Um, I loved the, the uh, a few favorite moments of mine, where the, the, the son um, messed up the, the cupcakes, mm. and he put the frosting on too soon, and it all melted all over the place, but they salvaged it and made them into snowmen. I thought that was cute. You know what's funny is I was watching that one with a friend, and my friend was like, how did they not stop after the first cupcake when the icing started melting? They were like, how did they not stop at that point? How did it get so out of control? And I was like, it all worked out. Yeah, it all worked out in the end. Um, I, I think one of the best lines, and I'm not going to completely say it word for word, but something with like a, a lot of marzipan and mm-hmm. um, that, that they could save it. Um, I And I thought it just, um, it's like what you think it is a mess. You can like create something out of it and that's what allows you to be creative and, you know, turn something. Now, in general, creative. because this is relevant to so many of these movies, are you more of a fan of strangers meeting for the first time movies? And I want to know this from you, but also in the chat. Are you more of a fan of that or like the X of the past, high school sweetheart, flame kind of movies? Ooh, I like both in some way. I generally lean more towards the the uh, old past relationships because Do you? because you know something happened at one point in their lives and it's like that that old spark that old flame that can be reignited and you're like See, oh yeah there was already something there so you can believe that there's already a relationship a chemistry something happened that maybe caused a conflict that they have to give get over mm-hmm. but knowing that they were together at one point and makes it more believable possi- to you. There's a po- potential that they can get back together. See, we are the perfect balance for this panel <laughs> okay. because I lean towards the strangers meeting, which will very much be reflected in my thoughts on this weekend's movies. Okay. I very much lean towards the the strangers meeting because let me tell you, there's no exes I'm trying to have come back into the picture. But I'm open to sitting next to someone on a plane. I'm open to any or of these. I don't want a car accident with a or a bike accident, but I am open to some of the strangers storylines. Or um, a bus like your one of your favorites, Starry. One Starry Christmas. And I love when you guys on Facebook say that you love One Starry Christmas. It's truly my favorite. Also, I forgot about this one. Best Christmas Party Ever just aired last night. And I saw Lori posting about it on Facebook. That is also one of my all-time favorites that I forgot about. Yes, you actually texted me this weekend about that film. Did you watch it? And I recorded it last night because I saw it was recording. Please let me know as you refresh yourself what you think of it. That was when Hallmark did 12 movies when it was the 12 movies movies of Christmas Christmas. how long we have come from that point oh we have so many more than 12 this year which is great we love it all right um any other favorite moments of the sweetest Christmas um of course she won the other than the reveal of the famous gingerbread woman and then I love that tense moment where she was like you think that you're gonna beat me essentially that was hilarious to me Um, cockiness can we talk about all these problematic proposals of the last two weeks sure we'll come back to that actually because I have thoughts on that in other movies but the proposal theme was in a lot of these yeah more than usual botch proposals 
Not or botched proposals, or proposals and bad f- idea proposals. Yes. Or like fake proposals. Or and, and when I say fake, more like you think there's going to be a proposal, but then it ended right. up not being a proposal, especially this right. One. More like a lot of proposals the last two weeks of movies. Yeah. So we'll we'll talk more. So what was the next one? A song or Enchanted? Let's talk about Enchanted Christmas. Okay. Uh, what did you Alexa think of Alexa and Carlos Penavega. I like this one. It was cute. Again, another old relationship that right. once was. Uh, Love the dancing. Um, but what I really liked about this film was that there was a lot of good messages in it. You know. Um, it was. It was. It Moral was messages. different, but it was very inspiring. Yeah. I really liked it. So I was not prepared. I thought it would be cute. I didn't expect to really like it as much as I did. I don't know. I think it... I just thought it was different. I thought it was a different... The dancing was different than most movies. The dynamic of the couple, I thought, was different than normal because they actually are a couple in real life. I just thought it was really refreshing and different. I thought it would, I, I didn't really want... I don't think different, but uh, I really liked the dancing. Um, I love the moments where he was teaching, you know, the kids and he was just being, like, that sweet instructor and, like, teaching them the, um, the peppermint stripes and stealing cookies from the and bringing them to the kitchen mm-hmm. you know like how he was teaching the routine i thought the the adult to children dynamic was really sweet and believable and um and i i liked the the message from the father who was passing on wisdom like um when you're younger you tend to make rash decisions you know, um not like those impromptu decisions the impulsive deci- decisions and it it's good for your life at that point, but like in the long run, it might not be good for your life. And um, but there's at one point you'll you tend to grow up and stop making those um, impulse decisions. And um, I thought that was a good message to to spread because people like us in our twenties and stuff. I mean, it's it's just a good message to and things to live by. It was a very thoughtful movie. Yes. And I loved two things that I remember loving. I loved the fountain. I thought that that he brought and then the wishes. And I thought that was super cute. And I love the reveal when she thinks that he had gone to the airport and he had taken this gig and all this stuff. And then and then gets asked, can we do this? And she's like, well, I don't think. And then he's revealed. I thought that was just so mm-hmm. wonderful. Yeah, he was just a great overall guy. You're like, yeah, how, how did this not work out in the first place? You know? But I, I'm glad that... Actually, you're were- right. This, this movie, sometimes you can tell how it didn't work out in the first place because they're mm-hmm. fighting and bickering left and right. This yeah. one, it was more like, oh, we definitely see how this worked out. Yeah, in the first place, I liked it, and, and obviously the the natural chemistry is already there because they're married in right. real life. Um, it was very believable. It was very cute. Uh, I really enjoyed Enchanted Christmas. Let's talk about a song for Christmas. Becca, which Tobin. I texted you during. Yes, all throughout. You did. I texted her in the first five minutes, and I was like, "I'm into a song for Christmas because it reminds me of Catch a Christmas Star." Yes, which we both Which love. we love. How, do you guys like Catch a Christmas Star? Because it's everything. I mean, it's so One good. One of the best. So good. Um, I've literally seen that movie probably more than 20 times. I and we, I, we can, she texted me back, I heard the bells. And I was like, I can hear I that hear cover of I Hear the Bells yes, so from good. that movie. So A Song for Christmas, I actually did really like it, though. Overall, it's not it's not going to be right up there with Catch a Christmas Star for me. Mm-hmm. Um but 
I, I really liked their dynamic. I liked that he was not antagonistic towards her being a celebrity or he wasn't like I liked that he kept her secret and was super respectful about it Um, I liked that she at no point in the movie was above anyone Um, I I just really liked the way it all played out yeah I mean I and I told you this when I was watching it um, I had it took me a couple minutes to kind of believe their dynamic for some reason I was having a hard time believing them together I think because she was she was so likable and so outgoing and you know she obviously has that personality to, that makes her a star in a country music singer that you can believe that she, this person is like really successful and then he, he was more quiet and more timid I don't want to say standoffish but um, he he took a little bit of time to warm up to for me just watching him as a, as a character and I felt like there was an age difference that was bothering me see you okay you said this to me and you blamed it on the the gray hair or the graying but so I gray, know people who are in their 20s no and I was gonna say I know friends who are very attractive and in their 20s and just prematurely graying yeah um, I for some reason they just and I'm like I haven't actually looked up the the actors' age or whatnot. I felt like there was a distinct age difference that made it hard for me to believe that they would be together at that point in their lives. I see. I I'm gonna disagree <laughs> with you on this one because I really thought their chemistry was very believable. Age difference or not, okay. I thought Stacy said she Stacey. didn't notice it. Uh, by the way, I just want to address comments. Jordan said she's watching Go Catch a Christmas Star tonight. I'm jealous. So good because it's endlessly. That is a Enjoy high school it. sweetheart one I love. Yes. Also, Jordan see, says for those one. of you in Canada, and I know many of you are in Canada, they are getting best Christmas party ever for the very first time, and Jordan has never seen it. Oh. So, Jordan, here's my teaser to you. Listen for a line about dreams and a moment involving clock radios, both of which make me cry, and let me know what you think of Best Christmas Party Ever. And enjoy Catch a Christmas Star. Enjoy both. Shannon Elizabeth is fantastic in And I liked, as we discussed the new ones, I like throwing these out because there's so many on, and it's good to have a recommendation of like, hey, if you didn't see this one from 2013, definitely make sure to watch it when it comes on. So... I'm glad we. Can I also did like uh, a song for Christmas too because of the the song that they ultimately wrote at the end was of, very uh, nice. Yes, oh, I, was, it was preferable strange. to "I Hear the Bells." Yes, I would much yeah. rather if <laughs> if we could substitute that song into "Catch a Christmas Star," it would be perfection. Yes, but "Catch a Christmas Star" also had another great song at the end of that one too. Beyond, which, um, yes, yes, agreed. But um, the this movie made me. Rem- it, it reminded me of another great movie um a country wedding mm-hmm. jesse medcalf also country music and they're singing there's guitar there's cowboys it's romance love it done um i enjoyed it overall i enjoyed such it. a solid weekend can it we was. talk about from it the was. first weekend to this one i felt like a huge improvement i yes. felt like we got more emotional i felt like the chemistry got better across the board the movies got more fun this was such a solid weekend of movies i agree because i did not delete any of them from my dvr they're still there right all right let's get to this past weekend's movies then uh coming home for christmas that aired on hallmark channel starring dana mckeller 
and Neil Bledsoe. Andrew Francis also from yes, Chesapeake Shores. Yes, this was love Chessies. So what did you think about, all right, let's get into this. Uh, let the, the main, one of the main topics was, okay, so Danica McKellar, she plays Lizzie. She becomes a house manager. What Did you believe the storyline that she now takes over this estate and like the events and helps manage this whole gorgeous mansion? Well, okay, I did think they would never give her this job without numerous background checks and whatever. Just because you got a referral, let me assure you, there would still be protocols and procedures. Mm -hmm. But uh, what I did appreciate about this setup, and I wrote this down as, as I was watching it, is so many millennials really are in this position where they went to... You know, they went to school for one thing, and then they end up doing getting something something else. different, and are still trying to figure it out. And I feel like that's a theme we had in multiple movies this weekend that I really liked of people trying to figure out in a much. And I know you liked Christmas Festival of Ice, and I I will every time it comes on again. <laughs> right. I did not think Christmas Festival of Ice was a realistic portrayal of a millennial trying to figure out their career in the same level that this one was. This okay. one, and then a couple more this weekend. I just thought it was really believable. I'm like, so many of us went to school for one thing, have ended up doing something else, took people a little while to figure it out. I loved that situation. Right, and also in fairness, her situation was kind of different because Lizzie... In literally the first two minutes of this film, she explains her whole life that she got fired. Right. Like, like we get the everyone whole got laid off, and um, then she didn't have her boyfriend, and ended up a relationship with her. Like literally, this was another movie I had to rewind in the first two minutes, which is never good for me. But also, can I say in the first not two in the first two minutes, we had Balsam Hell being open, almost more prominently Hello, than I've ever seen placement. right away in a Hallmark movie, <laughs> and we had Folgers, we had yes. Balsam Hill and Folgers before the first. Commercial break. I know, I know that's that a, that, not a record, but that's pretty fast. Right. I know that there's a Hallmark drinking game out there. I saw it, and I thought of one weeks ago too. And I think I'll cr- create our own Hallmark drinking game. I love that. You know, I was and going to tell people pretty, if yes. anyone. I'm going to Savannah and Hilton Head for Thanksgiving, and I was thinking if any Hallmarkies are Jordan? there, let me know so that we can get a candy cane martini. <laughs> Lou yes. to the Marry Me for Christmas candy cane martinis. Take I still a picture remember. of it, put it on Instagram. I will. Tag me. I will. How about that? All right. Um, I I mean, eventually I kinda I kinda believed that she would be put in a house manager position because she was asking all these questions like straight up. Like yeah, um one of the questions was, Oh, there's a business that helped replace stained glass windows. It's like, girl, you don't know that. Well, and also, don't you think like, if she worked for insurance, don't you think she. Because I, I will say mm-hmm. this I like when Hallmark movies portray women as capable because the women in my life are like Marissa Serafini. They are capable. They're not ditzy, <laughs> oh, like, you. oh, God, I fell. So I appreciate when they show that. And I was like, if she has had a career in insurance, right. she's not just like, hey, I'm Lizzie. Like, she knows how to... I think that she would know how to be professional in that sense. I think there were were just a lot of early moments when she first got that position that it it made her look naive that made me have a hard time believing that she could ever be put into this position. And and that first 
list of stuff he read her, I was like, she's not qualified. Yeah, I was like, she can't. I'm overwhelmed listening to this. I don't think, I don't have faith in her. I'm sorry. Like, asking about stained glass windows, like, girl, I even know that. All right. Um, What did you think about this potential relationship with the younger brother, Kit? You know, I wrote down, I like having, not that I was unclear about which way it was supposed to go, because typically the first man on screen that there's any sort of sparks with is the right one. You know what I mean? And, okay, can I just say, one of my favorite games is spot the signs of a bad boyfriend in a Hallmark movie, (laughs) and the signs include they buy a white Christmas tree, they don't have a Christmas tree. You can always tell Uh, the, like, bad boyfriend they need to leave by the certain signs. Star um, Christmas had a white Christmas tree. One Starry Christmas has <laughs> yeah. all the bad signs. Um, very Merry Mix-Up, spot the yep. bad boyfriend family. <laughs> yep. Anyway, so the point is, I like this story of the rivalry. Even though we knew who she was going to end up with, I thought it was so fun, mm-hmm. this competition thing. I was like, oh, this is an interesting dynamic for a Hallmark movie. What did you think of it? I I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't expecting the younger brother to like try to start this quote unquote relationship with her when the older brother was because the brothers are obviously kind of polar opposites. Right. The older brother's more um, shy, more together, more you know, more uh, introverted compared to the extroverted Kip. And uh, Kip is one of those 20-something-year-olds just, like, living life and spending his trust fund and not being responsible. He's just having fun. Um, You can tell, but he was a nice guy. But I will say, I did feel for him. Nobody wants to, if it hasn't been the setup from the beginning, nobody wants to work for their older brother. Yeah, I felt for him. True. I was like, nobody wants that. Yeah, I felt for the whole family. And, and I, especially, I felt for the grandmother. Um <gasps> Well, and, and the position that she was in. And I felt for Robert because when he explained why they were selling the house and why she needed to move, I actually had a moment of doubt where I was like, maybe the ending won't be the predictable they keep the house because it sounds like she really might need to move. You know what I mean? Right. I, I felt like they introduced enough variables that it kept us on our toes. Uh, Joyce, I believe it was, is saying in the comments, all the movies this weekend were typical Hallmark, but they all had unique twists that made them fun, and I could not agree more. Yeah, I I agree with that. There was a lot of the, the, the beats that you're kind of expecting in a Hallmark movie, but nothing, there, there was no big, like, twist reveal that you didn't see coming. But that that is the genius of can you can you stay true to a legacy for decades that people like mm-hmm. while still keeping it fresh. And the fact that Hallmark pulls that off is like so many props to them because it's hard to do. Yeah, and I mean it's obvious that Hallmark has a formula, but it works but every it works. time. Yeah. It works every time. It gets us. All right. Um uh, I really enjoyed the 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 family dynamic when they were finally like actually bonding um once the sister came in and then her and the husband dinner. and the kids yeah the the dinner like you can tell that the, the like they do love each other and they um and you don't want to break up the family traditions and and everything that they did growing up in this beautiful mansion um but I did believe them all as a family Oh, absolutely. For a movie. Yeah. I Was this the movie? See, I'm, I told Marissa before we went on air, I was like, I'm worried that I'm going to accidentally get them confused because by this point in the year, we've already watched like 15 and they're blurring together. <laughs> yeah. But was this the movie where she stopped them and she said, I hate to break it to you, but you kind of are acting like a normal family? 
I at think, least. I think this so. was this movie. Yes. Because I, I, whatever movie that was, forgive me if this it wasn't this movie, but I liked it simply because I think most of us feel like there's, and I think about this going home for Thanksgiving with all my cousins. Most of us look at Instagram or whatever, people's photos online, and we think they must be having the ideal. They don't have the uncle that drinks too much and spouts off horrible things. Whatever. They think that every other family is having the perfect holiday and we're fighting. We have dirty dishes. We have whatever. And she was like, guys... Normal families are like this. Like, stop get, stop yeah. discrediting yourselves. You are a very normal family. No matter if you're millionaires, but, like, they still have the same family it's dynamics still family as dynamics, everybody yeah. else. Yeah. Um, I, I really like them, too. And that's the thing. I was like, they were very wealthy, as you can tell. Sure. With their, their upbringing and whatnot, but they were good people. I also that's thought, what I applaud. I also will say, in terms of realism, it, it did annoy me that she kept commenting on it because I was like... You know, I didn't grow up around wealth, but I knew if I went over to someone and they had a humongous property, you don't walk around being like, this is so huge. What's the heating bill? Like that cracked me up a little bit. But can I just say about this movie? I already liked it, but the ending just did it for me. Like, I okay. loved the ending. It was already like, okay, I'd watch this again. But then the ending was so good that I made a mental note. This is how the kind of viewer that I am. I made a mental note. I will make sure to at least watch this ending again when it's on sometime. Because the ending was so beautiful to me. Okay. I, I love the blue dress that she was wearing um, during the dance. That was pretty. All right. Um, fun things about this film. It was filmed in Vancouver. $13 million mansion in Langley, wow, British Columbia. I was just in Langley, like literally a month ago. And that's not $13 today. million in L.A. house. That's $13 no. million in Vancouver. <laughs> in yeah, um, uh, yeah. and other places were uh, downtown uh, Abbotsford, Montrose Avenue, and uh, Fort Langley. And it was written by Nina Wynum and Jenny, and based on the movie, uh, sorry, based on the novel by Jenny Hale and directed by Mel Damsky, who's did uh, Moonlight in Vermont and Journey Back to Christmas and Love on a Limb. And, um, yeah, this movie was filmed back in August, so a few months ago. But, um, yeah, it's filmed in Langley. All right, moving on to Christmas Homecoming, the more serious version. Uh, not to be confused with Coming Home for Christmas, but Julie Benz and Michael Shanks, what were your thoughts of this one? So... I will admit, I do not have family members in the military. Um, I have a friend whose fiancé is deployed right now, so mm-hmm. she would probably very much relate and be sobbing through this movie. <laughs> I feel so bad. She's spending Christmas alone. Uh, not alone, but, you know, without her fiancé. Um, right. But this was not one, like, with the whole military storyline that I necessarily resonated with a lot, but I, I definitely saw on social media a lot of people did. Um, I do like from time to time changing it up and having a more serious movie. This definitely, I wrote down, this is very distinct movies and mysteries. You could tell it was made for movies and mysteries. And it's good to have those serious ones. The military movies are not my personal favorite, but again, it's just my background and I don't relate to it as much as many families. Many people, it very connected, you know, I can't talk. (laughs) It very much connected with a lot lot of of people. Um, I really like this one. Uh, I think Julie Benz and Michael Shanks, they're both great actors in and of themselves. Um, I really like the storyline. I I thought it was very relatable, Um, you know, trying to save a heritage museum and, like, doing whatever they can to to keep it together and putting on this fundraiser. 
and um but i like and i also love how they brought the military and um into it and like the meaning of you know family especially around christmas time mm-hmm. and it's sad when you do lose a loved one and um how sad holidays can be when your loved ones aren't there and i think that hits home to a lot of people um and i thought they touched upon it like beautifully in this film I did write down so many things that I just liked. or Like, for example, the quote, the magic of Christmas can heal a broken heart or a wounded spirit. I agree. I th- I thought it was beautiful. Um, I I really, I mean, there were, there were points in this movie where I can completely uh, call out that. I was like, oh, he, he's fixing up the motorcycle. And then during the auction, I was like, of course he's going to buy it. It makes sense. But uh, I, I just, I really believe that, like, these two broken souls could, like, come together during a time where they're lonely and where you kind of just need someone to connect with. And um, I believe that relationship where they were put together in the same situation and they just kind of, like, gravitated towards, these, towards each other. And you know what? I do think, not to get too out there or whatever, but I do right. think it's good to have movies that make space for people who have grief at this time of year. Because the truth is, sometimes your life is hard or Christmas is hard for various reasons. You know what I mean? And yeah. there are people for whom this isn't just a happy, easy, let's watch romantic comedies time. I did think, I mean, obviously, some very sober, serious moments in this movie. Um, but that that's a part of Christmas for a lot of people. It was. I, th- I mean, I thought it was just great. And then the the whole... Uh, conflict of uh, should he leave and re-enlist mm-hmm. and go back into the military and l- ultimately leave her. And that's, just, that's uh, I think, a lot of what a lot of people go through, and they toy with that um, idea. And um, I thought he, they, they showed him, like, really have that in- internal struggle, and I thought it was very believable. And again, so many, clearly so many people have had to make those decisions or been in that position with deployment before. Um, I loved, I just kept writing down quotes with this movie for some reason. I loved when they were talking about she's confused and she didn't want to be confused. Mm -hmm. And Jim said to her, well, if you're confused, that means you're searching. And if you're searching, you might discover something. I loved that perspective. I was like, good advice, Jim. It was great. Um, Good advice. I really believe their chemistry in this one. And I I love that um, he used his retention money um for the military to to buy the bike but give it back to the museum you know he he just wanted to um you know really save the place for for a good cause and it's just, it's not about money it's more about like keeping something that's close to you but um, speaking of money this is the movie where i wrote down because i had just watched coming home for christmas right where he tried to to like not buy her with the trip to athens but where he right. tried to do the trip to athens and then i was watching this where uh craig was planning on proposing and then they're outbidding one another and i was like number Number one, boys, stop trying to win these girls with money. And number two, (laughs) stop using proposals as things aren't going well. I think that she met somebody else. So let me propose. That'll save it. That'll fix it. Um, So I wrote that down. I was like, we need to stop. um, We need to stop trying to solve problems with proposals. Well, eh in this case, it kind of well, it worked at the end when he it did. he left her, which was sad. But I'm glad it didn't end there because, of course, fade to black and then come back. 
a year later, he comes back, and I thought that was a, a beautiful return, mm-hmm. um, especially for Christmas. And I thought that was also believable, too, because sometimes you do have to say goodbye to the ones you love. And, and nice to not wrap back. it up. I mean, kind of wrapped it up in a bow, but also like a, a believable happy ending of how it might work out, because he... He left. Right. But he came back in such a great way back on the motorcycle. Yes. Loved it. And all of the, just to address all the serious comments in the chat, um, you know, it's interesting. A couple of years ago, I did have a hard Christmas, and I watched movies and mysteries so much more because it was that serious Mm -hmm. tone. Um, And, you know, you guys are right. Many of us have been through something around the holiday season or a memory with it that does make it hard. So, I again, I really like movies like this that kind of help people through that, not just over-the-top cheery all the time. Right, and that's what I think was very relatable because a lot of times we do spend holidays away from the ones that we loved. Um, if, like, they're away across the country or across the world or if they've unfortunately passed, you know, um, I think that's very relatable to a lot of people, and I think they did a great job. Also, I think they handled um, death and and, you know, warfare um, very well, too, mm-hmm. and how people handle it. Um, and they, they asked a lot of the same questions what a lot of people m- would think. Like, what were they wearing that day? What, like, um, what were they doing before their death? You know, what the things, the last things that they were going through, um, mm-hmm. you, you just kind of want to know where they were in their life when, when it happens. And um, I think they, they just covered everything so beautifully in this film. It was powerful. I mean, also, to have a funeral in a Christmas movie and pull it off and not depress you is a hard thing to pull off. Yeah. So, very, very well done. I I loved this one. Um, I'm keeping this one. (laughs) DVR Yeah, I'm keeping this one on my DVR for uh, a good long time. Um, This was filmed in in August. Okay. Also in Langley. Another August in Langley. Yep, another August in Langley um, at the British Columbia Farm Museum and uh, King Street. So Vancouver has it, and and in Canada definitely has it. All right, and moving on to A Gift to Remember that aired on Hallmark Channel. Can I do a quick comment pause? Sure. A Bride for Christmas is airing in Canada, (gasps) and Jordan has not seen A Bride for Christmas. What? Jordan, it is a classic. You are in for two of my all-time favorites, Jordan. I just had to address that because we both love A Bride for Christmas. We do. And there is a fear of commitment line. That's the thing to listen for in that movie. There's Mm -hmm. a fear of commitment line that makes me melt. Yes. Oh, if you were only with us when we were talking about that film. Oh, a bride for Christmas. <laughs> be, Jordan, be you are in out. for a treat. I, Jordan, so much love is flooding your life yes. this week with these movies. Have fun. Okay, All back right. to A Gift a to gift Remember. A Gift to Remember, starring Peter Port and Allie Liebert, also from Chesapeake Shores. Yes. What were your thoughts of this one? Okay, I, I think I might have liked this one more than you did. I loved A Gift to Remember. I liked this one. Oh, I loved it, though. Um, I... I loved the amnesia storyline. I loved the figuring things out, piecing it together as we went along. I loved the dynamic between the two. I it, This is like on my DVR for sure. I liked it. Um, I, I enjoyed this one. It was cute. I did, I mean, when you throw in it, dog, of course, you already have me. So, sold. Um, I did like the movie, the, uh, the doggy in the world. 
there's a doggy in the window, and that doggy has a person. Has a person. I was like, yes. Um, I love the friend. The friend was probably one of my favorite people in the characters in this in this movie. And then a second line of hers was, oh, Bailey, I'm so sorry, Darcy broke your person. Well, <laughs> I laughed so hard. I um, So what did you think about this whole, she went on a bad date, and her criteria of a bad date was... He couldn't quote Dickens. I was like, that's a very specific criteria. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I I had a hard issue with that, too, because I've read Dickens, and Dickens is boring. First of all, Dickens is hard to read. He's great, but but he's boring. Beyond that, I also feel like I've had to learn, you can want someone that's, like, interesting or educated or whatever these things are, but you don't need someone to, like... You don't need to date someone who likes the exact same author as you, or it's not a match. I right. thought that was a little bit like Darcy. Come I've, on. I've read two Dickens books, and he's very detailed, paint-on-the-wall kind of drawing writing. And this is just me. But th- it doesn't mean I can't quote Dickens. I mean, or like, I, it doesn't mean I can quote Dickens. And But I've read him. But, right. it, but it also doesn't say, like, I'm not educated or But whatever. she wanted a reader. I think reader. her standards were just, like, very... Um, not attainable, <laughs> really. Well, and I guess it's understandable she works at a bookstore. Yeah. So it's understandable for I her to, to want a, a reader. Shoot. Um, you know what I thought was interesting about this whole movie, though, is this idea of she kept denying the chemistry and the feelings she clearly felt because in her head, her ideal person was not someone well-traveled. And what's funny is, come to find out, he's not this well-traveled businessman that she thought he was. But I'm like, even if he was, you clearly had a connection with this person. And I found it so funny that because of these picky little details, the whole movie, she tried to deny it to herself and say, "We, you know, he can't right. be right for me because of these things. Because she, when she was trying to figure out who this guy was, like she liked the fact that he was a PR agent and- and, right and knew had connections to literature and 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 authors and stuff. So like he, she liked all those aspects. But then when she found out that he wasn't exactly all those things, she was okay with it. So it makes me think like what Joyce exactly does are bring her standards? Up, she did have a block of like letting her feelings, you know, and letting her guard down because she believed that he had a fiance. That's true. Okay, yeah, that's true. I um this. I think a lot of people made this reference too, but I texted it to you mm-hmm. before I realized other people were making the same references. This felt very um, while you were sleeping, which is a great film. If you guys haven't seen that film, go watch it. Bill go watch Pullman, it. Sandra Bullock, Peter Gallagher, you're welcome. And it takes place in Chicago, so I'm a little biased there as well. Great film. Um, it, it, it has that same dynamic of like trying to figure out who, who this guy is and and like learning about him and like through his family and through the people that he he knows. Um, it, it has that same the same dynamic. Um, I enjoyed this film. I thought it was cute. It took me a minute to separate Allie Liebert from Georgia. Sure. Because she she was so dislikable as Georgia in Chesapeake Shores that right. I'm like, ooh, okay, but you're really nice in this movie. So I was like, all right, got it. Switch the switch. You're you could make the person. switch. I wrote down good the quote. actress that you, you, you know she allows you to do that. So and it was good. I, I um I wrote down the quote from this movie: "Caring for others re- reveals the best version of ourselves." And I thought that is such a good quote for this yeah. time of year. 
Just a nice thought. I love this movie. Yeah, and so and cute. I like the, the the friend of Aiden's when uh, he, you know he yeah, said yeah his friend handled it really well that people were in his house well. yeah yeah and especially he said like a really eye opening line it's like um, you're so lucky to have someone who would do that for a complete stranger and like yeah you would do the same thing so I was like okay because they are like that good kind hearted people that they would do that for other people. Yeah, I can believe them to be together. And the line about when he thought he was meeting the mysterious fiance, and he thought, I, I believe, I just have to believe that when I meet her, I, I'll know. And then that mm-hmm. came back at the very end of, oh, I did know. I yeah. thought that was beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this movie was filmed at Simpson Manor on Glover Road in Fort Langley. I was just on Glover Road a, a month ago in Langley. Um, yeah, and filmed in August and September. So, like, August is a, is a good month for for Vancouver and Canada right. and Langley and all, all all that area for filming all the Hallmark movies. And it was written by Dina Ryan, based on the book by Melissa Hill for this one, and directed by Kevin Fair, who, who's done, like, all the Sign Seal Deliver movies and Rose for Christmas. You've seen that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I already said my favorite quotes, but I did enjoy this one, and I love the dog. Yes, the dog Bailey. is cute. Favorite love animal Bailey. of the I weekend. Mean, if, if there's a dog, I'm sold. Already there. Done. All right, moving on to A Bramble House Christmas that aired on Hallmark Movies and Mystery, starring Autumn Reeser and David Hayden Jones and Liam Hughes from A Lot when, of Legends. When Calls the Heart, he played uh, Philip in, in When Calls the Heart. Uh, what did you think about the storyline of Willa inheriting $100,000 from Mr. Conrad? Well, I, I did wonder if you would have to... Re- <laughs> this is a shady comment. Okay. I did wonder if Marissa would have to rewind the beginning. But <laughs> I wrote down, I felt I like it was... pay attention, guys, I swear. Well, yeah. I thought it was a captivating premise that drew me in so fast. Sometimes mm-hmm. it takes time and we're like 18 minutes in and I still need to come back after the commercial break to find out where it's going. Right. This one, I mean, it drew you in and we were, I was captivated from the beginning. And overall... We were both watching it at the same time. At the same time. The same and I time. feel like people loved this one. More than yeah. anything else, I saw people on social media, people in the chat today just have loved this movie. Yeah, I thought this was great. Um... Yeah, so so the story of Willa inheriting all this money, but then the the brother and the sister come and like have an injunction against her. What's like, funny is Ew. that the brother Finn initially Finn. seemed very aggressive and upset at the beginning, but then as you texted me, Molly ended up being the Molly. aggressive one. What Molly? The unpleasant one. What really. a horrible woman. But then she kind of had a moment where, like, I want to say they tried to redeem her. But what she did was so cold. Right. I don't I think had they hard redeemed time it for I, me. But before I had the a end. hard time. I'm like, no, but you're still that kind of person. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, you know, the difference Revealing between everything. Finn and Molly is that as soon as Finn met Willa, you could tell that his heart was softening and he was already like questioning things right he was still skeptical it didn't win him over immediately but he immediately changed his demeanor because she was so disarming and nice 
Molly was like a stone wall. You can't get anything past me. She she was a woman on a mission. Uh, mm-hmm. Molly was, but I did like Finn. He he slowly let his guard down. He's like you, as you said, he started more aggressive, but like he had a purpose. But then when he realized who she was and like the kind of person, nice person that Willow was, and her son, how nice he was. Um, he was bonding with the son, and I think. And because he's also, like, a children's illustrator, like, he it softened him, like, he has a soft side, obviously. And, um, I, I, like, I just, I really liked this slow progression of he was, like, okay with and, like, slowly learning about who this woman is and that she's not just after the money, that she actually had a good relationship with his father. And she is genuine. And can we just acknowledge one of the reasons I'm already calling it this is going to go down at least as a movies and mysteries classic. It probably will cross networks, but I think this is going to get aired a lot. But the reason I one of the reasons I think that is there were so many side plots. We got to see Maple, I believe, was the character develop and have her own arc the whole time. Yeah. In in addition to and this is going back to what I said earlier. I love Maple or Mabel. It was one of those. I thought it was Maple. I don't know. But but I loved the fact that Willa had this storyline of figuring out what was next for her. And I I really relate to this because so many of my clients are like, my kids are now older or things have changed in my life. So I'm not just a stay-at-home mom now and I have to figure out my own dreams. And we don't see that that often in Hallmark movies. But she literally wrote, I have a chance to live the life that I dream of, but I don't know what my dreams are. I thought that was really rare and refreshing to see her be on that journey in a Hallmark movie. Yeah, I really liked her because... Uh, Mabel, she, it was Mabel. Yes, it was Mabel. Um, she was one of those people that, like, she started off a little cold, but she slowly... She she was very humanistic. They gave her humanistic qualities that, that like, she's so used to doing everything on her own because she just wants it. that controlling factor, which I understand in a lot of people. I Admittedly, I am a bit of a little control freak as well. Um, so, like, I understand that, like, you don't want let other people do work when you sure. know if you do it like it'll be done properly mm-hmm. i get that um but that like she slowly revealed that like um she needed help and she has a hard time asking people for that i was like yeah that's that's true that's realistic that's believable i i got that too um i liked her and she like and i loved how willow always kind of like challenged her and pushed her a little bit like you can let me do this for you i can do this for you you know um, I did like that. She had an arc, and I didn't expect it, but I liked her. Yeah, I really liked her. Uh, all of the characters, other than Molly, eventually won you over. Yeah, yeah, and even Finn, as like as aggressive as he started, and he, he was getting he was annoying. Soft. There was a moment where I was like, if I hear one more question, this is not yeah. this is not covert at all. This is obvious. This is so you know. But. So he was he was. Aggressive at the beginning. He was, but I think, like, it was, I can believe where he came from because he was just frustrated that his father. It was out of hurt. It was out of a place of genuine hurt. His father spent more time with this stranger woman and had a better relationship with her than he ever did um, with his own father and sister. And it, it came out of jealousy. But I, I get that. I, I like it was very understandable, and realizing how genuine Willa is, like he he warmed up to it and was like, okay, yeah, it's fine. 
I I feel like how he just fell in love with her. I like that. That was good. Yeah, and satisfying ending. It was. So this movie was filmed in Vancouver, British Columbia at Memorial Peace Park in Maple Ridge. Um, some other places, Golden Ears Cheese Crafters on 128th Avenue in Maple Ridge and some private residents residences near Bonson Road. It's based on the book by C.J. Carmichael. I've, I kind of actually really want to read the book now. This I one I feel like great. would be a great book. I agree. Yeah. And uh, this f- screenplay was written by Jamie Pacino who, guess what other movies she wrote? What movies? We both love. The Bridge. The Bridge! The Bridge! The Bridge. Yeah, we Iconic. The bridge. No, we should really talk about those films. Maybe we'll make a show out of it. Do a special. Um, directed by Stephen Monroe, who's also done, uh, he just did A Harvest Wedding, Love at the Shore, and uh, The Perfect Catch. And um, yeah, and a fun fact about this film, uh, it was filmed in the same house that was used for Hallmark's All for Love. Look at Which a lot of people that. were talking about the house. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was the same film because Hallmark loves the same locations, you know, um, reusing them for more movies. So here's my movie, Marissa movies suggestion because we've dropped so many other movies. But uh, I know, suggestions yeah, all around. If, if you loved a Christmas Homecoming, you'll also love a Christmas card, which you know, okay. just watched. Sure. Military. Um, Meet My Mom and uh, The Army Wives. There we go. Good so, suggestion. So what are people saying in the live chats? People are saying, can we have a moment for R.I.P. Della Reese, which she uh, was from Touched yeah. by an Angel, among other things. Beautiful soul. Yes. And we can absolutely say R.I.P. to Rest Della. in peace, Della Reese. She's had an amazing career, and it's, it's sad because it's holiday season, so it's always sad when icons and loved ones pass away around this time, but... Yes, moment for her. All right, so upcoming movies we have. Oh, we have so the many five movies. Night. We have, we the have five reached the five night Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving movie marathon. Week, you guys, it, it's the week before. Well, it's a few days before Thanksgiving. So happy early Thanksgiving to everybody. Yes. So we have a lot of movies to and watch. Late Canada Thanksgiving during Thanksgiving. All right, starting with with Love Christmas, airing on Hallmark Channel. I'm sorry. Amelia Ullerup from Chesapeake Shore. Super exciting Our for this. Our whole Chesapeake Shore's cast has like a Christmas movie this year. It's I know. great. It's great. Um, that airs on Wednesday, November 22nd at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern. And then the next day we have The Mistletoe Inn um, on uh, Hallmark Channel, Thursday, November 23rd at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And, and love both of those lead actors. Uh, I mean, Alicia Witt and David LP. Love they picked them. it for Thanksgiving for a reason. Yeah, that's your Thanksgiving movie right love there. Love it, love it. And then on Friday we have Finding Santa, Jodie Sweetin, Hallmark Channel, November twenty fourth, five p.m. Pacific Standard Time, eight p.m. Eastern. And so that's Friday. And then on Saturday is the big, big film. This the next newest Hall of Fame movie, The Christmas Train, starring on both Hallmark Channels and Hallmark Channels Movie and Mysteries. It's both on both channels at the same time. Oh, wow. At 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern. Kimberly Paisley, William Paisley. 
We got Danny Glover, John Cusack, Dermot Mulroney. I love the cast. Love the cast. I am so there. That's that, iconic. It's going to be a phenomenal that's movie. It's going to be huge. Good um, housekeeping is already saying the best one ever um, of Hallmark Home of Fame Christmas. I'm excited. David Baldacci is an amazing, amazing author. Go read his books, you guys. Um, so that's Saturday, November 25th. And then on Sunday, we have A Joyous Christmas um, on uh, November 26th at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern. That's Hallmark Movies and Mysteries Channel starring Natalie Nepp, Michael Rady from, uh, or Rady from Christmas Homestead. And uh, Steve... I love ba- him! I didn't realize! Yeah, I love oh. him too. Steve Basic and Bonnie Bedelia, who is fantastic. I've interviewed her, you guys. She's amazing. She's an icon too. She's a living legend. Um, the A Joyous Christmas uh, Movies and Mysteries November 26th, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern. So a lot of films to discuss. And next week, we also have our good friend, writer, coming back, Julie Sherman Wolf, is going to be back on our show. And she's going to be talking all about Finding Finding Santa Santa this time. And I'm excited for that one. Jay Sweeten hasn't had a Hallmark movie. so And, oh, yeah, speaking of which, The Full House is now coming to, coming Hallmark. to Hallmark. I love it. I love it. See, Marissa, so how many people much. could I discuss that Full House is now coming to Hallmark with? You already know, of course. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, you have all of us now. So, all right. Anything else? Woo, we covered it. We covered it. Seven movies today. Five movies And next for week. those of you who watch Lifetime, heads up, this is the week that Lifetime begins. Oh, yes. So, in case you need more than five, you also have Lifetime movies starting this week, and they've got yes. seven new ones this year. So, oh, my they're goodness. Back. And those, if you want to cry or want some mystery, he, there's also Lifetime movies, too. Excellent. Well, everyone, I hope you have a great Thanksgiving um, let us know what you're doing, you know, you know, send us pictures, send us your food, send us your Hallmark pictures if you're watching Hallmark movies on yeah. Thanksgiving with your family. I'd love to see them. Uh, in the meantime, where can everyone follow you, Stefan? Yes, um, Twitter and Instagram at Dr. Lovegrove. And I teased this two weeks ago. My annual Christmas playlist is yes. here. Um, I just tweeted it at Dr. Lovegrove right before we went on today for the show. Um, but it's available on Apple Music. It's available on Spotify. I told Marissa, this is my joke. If you listen to it at Thanksgiving, your relatives will be 3,000% easier to deal with. <laughs> so let it be a soundtrack for your memories. Tweet me if you're listening to it. And it's free Apple Music. Music and Spotify on my Twitter. Love it, love it. And um, you can follow me on Twitter at Serafini TV. You can follow all of us here: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all those fun social media platforms at AfterBuzz TV. Keep rating, keep commenting, keep subscribing, keep watching Hallmark movies. We still have so many, so many more to go. go. If you're all traveling for Thanksgiving, have safe travels and have a good Thanksgiving, everyone. We will see you next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 